What, which, this, that, or the other? From Bonnaroo to Coachella, traversing the music festival landscape can be tricky. That's where we come in with high fives for everyone. The What Podcast with Brad, Barry, Lord Taco, dedicated to exploring the entire festival scene. Brad has worked in the radio industry for more than 20 years and currently lives in Brooklyn, where he is program director for three stations, including one in New York, one in Detroit, and one in Miami. Barry's been a reporter for the Chattanooga Times Free Press, covering all aspects of the entertainment industry since 1987. That's before you were born. Lord Taco, the smart guy who makes these podcasts on our website at thewhatpodcast.com work. Also really good at identifying babies, loves blue-haired moms, PBR, and his beautiful Volkswagen bus. We all fell in love with the Bonnaroo Festival years ago, not only because of the amazing bands that play there every year, but also because of the incredible community spirit that has developed around it. Radiate positivity. And we really like talking about the inside baseball stuff when it comes to putting on a huge music festival. So join us. You can hear the What Podcast on the Consequence Podcast Network or anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Journey through the stories that define the artists playing Bonnaroo. Who are they? What are they? What will you see? The what? Which bands? This year, that matter. Yay. With Brad Steiner and Barry Corder. You ask and we deliver. Hey, F. Whaley G on Twitter. We're not sleeping on Caroline Rose. There you go. Caroline Rose uh, begins your... Bonnaroo Podcast, a podcast for Bonnarooians by Bonnarooians. What podcast? Barry Corder from the Chattanooga Times Free Press. I'm Brad from Hits 96 WDOD in Chattanooga. Uh, yeah, we got to, after my picks last week, we got a, a tweet that says, you guys are sleeping on Caroline Rose on Thursday from Hailey Riley F, at F Whaley G on Twitter. And you're right. I don't know anything about Car- Caroline Rose. It's the first time I've really ever heard the name. I like that song you played. I, I actually had her on my list for a minute. And I think, to, <laughs> to be honest, mm-hmm. if you remember, I said uh, during my episode, maybe it was yours, that I'm used to listening to just the first 40 or 50 seconds. Yeah. And I listened to one all the way through. Uh-huh. I didn't care for it. Anymore. Okay. I think <laughs> it, it was happens. just the song. but uh, It happens. I know we also got a note from somebody suggesting we do an episode on EDM, and I don't know if we're going to have time to do that. I, th- I do think it's a good idea. I will, yeah, 100% honesty, we said this maybe 12 weeks ago. Right. 12 weeks ago, we're like, yeah, we're definitely going to do an episode on EDM. And then we look around and we're like, we don't listen to EDM. Not so, enough to, not enough to, and I, I think it's a great suggestion. And I think, I mean, that is the purpose of this show, theoretically, is yeah. to dive into things we don't know anything about. Good point. I mean, that's uh, what, look, we, the same thing we did with hip hop. And I know there, there's some of on the Reddits that are like, what are these idiots talking about hip hop for? They don't know what they're talking about. That's the point. Yes, we know that. That's <laughs> the point. pretty much made that clear. And again, you know, like you said, the point essentially was when we started this was to open our minds and and see what else was out there. And it's why we discovered certain artists that we've fallen in love with, like Warren Treaty and Davey. 
who coincidentally, I mean, I I got to speak with Michael Trotter of Warren Treaty a couple of days ago. They're coming to town for our River Bend Festival, and you and I uh, as, that we call that the festival not to be named. As <laughs> we also talked with Diva Mahal uh, for our, our episode last week, and coincidentally, both of them were at the Mavis Staples 80th birthday party this week. So. I'm not promoting or trying to say um, listen, go back and listen to my picks, uh, but. Inside the picks was a conversation with Diva Mahal last week, which was so Amazing. damn endearing. That she was, awesome. was so sweet, man. It was terrific, wasn't it? She wasn't really was. And, and this is somebody that I didn't know of. I didn't know anything about her. And frankly, you were the one that, that even told me you know, she was related to Taj Mahal. I didn't right. know the first thing about her, but right. all I know is I love her. And she's got what my grandmother always has. She's got that great grandma giggle. Yeah. You know, I always said that, that grandmas should do two things. Smell good and have a good laugh. And and have chiclets in their purse. And my she, grandmother always had chewing gum. <laughs> I, I'm not calling her a grandmother, but she's just got no, that quality yeah. that I just want to love. Yeah, she was great. And that's why I mentioned Warren Treaty, Michael and Tanya. You know, that was it's still one of my favorite interviews days ever last year. And, and they continue to just blow up. And, and that, I'm, to me, honestly, Brad, has become the fun part of doing this, is finding those things like that and then... Watching what happens. Yeah, you know, that's a good point. Like, I, I when we watched the War and Treaty show, we fell in love with them because they've just got this stage energy that is infectious. Absolutely. And that kind of stuff you can't fake. Right. I, well, that's not true. You could probably fake it a little bit. But the moment that you get on the phone or the moment you meet them in person, or it, you either either have it or you don't. Exactly um, right. And the ones that I really, really love and attach myself to are the ones where it goes from stage... To, to to the street. I mean, there there's no difference between the two. I love that so much. They are who they are, and uh, yeah, I'm with you. I, I love it, and uh, it's pretty cool. I, I mean, now uh, we got an idea for this show, and, and it's mainly because um, I think there are some needed things to be sort of shaken out. So you know, you shake out the rug a little bit and get some of the dust off, uh, and reminders, even just to us, what we should and shouldn't do on the farm. Yep. Like do's and don'ts, don'ts of the Bonnaroo Festival, whether it's a camp, whether it's uh, inside Centeroo, whether it's, it's it's planning right now for your uh, your campgrounds or your your group. I we all need this refresher course, and you got to just sort of talk it out. Sort of like if you're having a meeting right now with your camp group, you're probably all trying to reset your brain into Bonnaroo mode. Absolutely. And let me just go back a minute before we get too deep into that. You and I started that this morning. We were drove over to the the big box store to start buying supplies, and and I got a phone call that I want to say has me pretty excited. I've got a grandbaby on the way oh is that no in the kidding next hour wow hours. The next hour? so yeah yeah you were there i'm excited okay so all right well, i wanted this to is, say uh you know congratulations amanda and carson and, this uh, is amazing because excited, so. because be, because the baby is going to be born during the what podcast exactly. that means i get to name it <laughs> good luck with that that's that's the rule right but that's that's the power of this podcast isn't it what making we, babies <laughs> birthing babies now <laughs> Anyway, I didn't mean to get sidetracked. No, that's I'm awesome. Excited about that's it. awesome. Should we? Uh, is there a big thing? Should we start drinking? We should start drinking, probably. I think that's an excellent okay. idea. I think <laughs> that's the plan. Cheers. No, that's really, really exciting. Yeah, Congratulations, Barry. Cool. I'm excited about it. Uh, yeah, they're going to be uh, wonderful parents, and that baby's going to be very, very attractive. It will be a pretty. It, baby. It's going to be a very good looking baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You got. Yes, you got some will. pretty kids. Um, but yeah, this. Uh, 
you told me something a little while ago that still makes me laugh. This is what May twenty sixth. Mm-hmm. Bonnaroo is June thirteenth, mm-hmm. and one of our campmates is doing what? He's packing. He's already packing, He's packing. his vehicle. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you follow Russ with the bus. So uh, his name's Russ Jackson. I call him Lord Taco. I've known him for years. And it He's an actual lord now. I hear. Well, I'll tell you that story here in a second. We actually, uh, I only knew his. I finally found out his actual name about ten months ago. It took me years to find out what his real name was because all I've ever called him was Lord Taco. Because on Twitter, he's at Lord Taco. And he's got a reason for it because he's the Lord of tweeting and communicating online. And so that the acronym for Taco. And so he's part of the podcast here. He does all of our web stuff. He, put, he puts everything online for us because I'm inherently lazy. And uh, he's a valuable, valuable member of this whole operation. So uh, he's going to be camping with us for the very first time backstage at uh, at Bonnaroo this year, and he got so excited that this week he's been yelling at us to start <laughs> getting our stuff together because he really wants to pack. Yeah, he started sending out texts yesterday, and I had to look at my calendar like, am I late? Is it today? <laughs> no <I'm> kidding. <laughs> so Lord Taco is, uh, is a guy that has this amazing Twitter account. If you follow at Lord Taco, you probably know him on, on Reddit or, or somewhere else, Russ with the bus, and uh, he's on uh, basically the guy that, that writes with the Volkswagen bus on Reddit. So <clears throat> he's got one of those, like, Rubus kind of things. Right. Well, he's got uh, this Twitter account that he created that is just a, a, a algorithm. He's just created a Twitter account that pulls words. He's created, like, some, some rules, like this web program, where he'll pull words out from his old tweets that will populate a new tweet every hour and a half or so <laughs> with perfect language rules inside of it. So it will be total word salad, and it won't make any sense, but the the sentence structure is perfect. Right. The tweet won't make any sense. So, and it does it automatically. Why? Because the lord of tweeting and communicating online has gotten tired of tweeting and communicating <laughs> online, so he wrote his own program to tweet for him. And he's a nerd, so good for yeah. him. And it, so, it, for, for Christmas, this past Christmas, I uh, decided to just rip the Band-Aid off, and I bought him, you can go online and find this, You can. I, I went online and I bought him a five-foot-by-five-foot five plot of land at Hogan Manor in England that he is now crested and official lord of. He yeah. is a legally known lord in yeah. England. That's a solid gift right that there. That's a pretty that's good a gift. That's a gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> All right, so Bonnaroo do's and don'ts. Uh, I, I could start there as a Bonnaroo do and don't. Uh, Bonnaroo do, include new people on your campsite. Oh, and I was a hard true. ass about this for years. I For years and years, I wouldn't let anybody new into our camp because I was so protective over the people that we had and the energy that we had. Now it's a free-for-all. Yeah, I, well, I just, the one year, there were... People kept coming. I had no idea who they were. Right. Well, that gets a little scary. That does get a little weird. Yeah, it gets a little weird. So <laughs> Especially because, you know, we put up fences and stuff. Yeah, we build a wall. breaching the we wall. We try to build the wall, yeah. Uh, but include new people into your camp every year as much as you can because you never know when you're going to uh, shake up the energy and, and have a new experience. I have that on my list, and I, I have one that goes along with that that you probably disagree with, you being the germaphobe, but... I, I, I've got high fives are a good thing. I was sort of, ambi- I was kind of weirded me yeah. out at first, but it, mm-hmm. it is a Bonnaroo thing. I know it's a Bonnaroo thing. And if you've never been, what I'm talking about is you're going to be walking through a crowd and somebody all of a sudden is going to just put their hand up. And you and if you're, you know, depending on where you're from, you might think you're being assaulted. <laughs> they really just want a high five. So Look, I... Uh, it doesn't bother me. I, I, 
I know. I know. This I know. is tough for me because I want to I want to live by my own mantra, which is let go and not worry about things like I usually do, which is normally my mantra of Bonnaroo. Just whatever you do, find that space where you can completely let go of all the stuff that you usually uh, hold hold you back. Um, high fives are the oh, a very hard one for me. Yeah, I knew And I be. can't really get there until about Saturday. Right. Um, and it's mainly because I have this history of fear when it comes to shaking hands. I cannot stand shaking hands. I don't want to touch anybody. I don't like to be hugged. I don't like to be caressed. I don't like the shaking hands and the touching of, of your parts. Here's my rule. Here's my thought. The reason why I don't ever want to shake a man's hand is not because I disrespect him or I I might be holding a gun and I'm trying to... Go ahead, say it. <laughs> I think that there's a, there's a theory that I have that I think that you're 15 minutes away from or have just touched your dick. I, uh, I had a feeling we were going And there. I just don't You do know that. where that hand's been, sort of thing. I, yes, I, know, I, I don't. Know. And, you know, it, it is Bonnaroo. There's a lot of uh, yeah. sharing of I, functions. I get it. And what's weird, uh, for those of you who don't really know Brad or don't know me and me and Brad, it's just another one of those quirky things that I wonder why we're friends. Yeah, it's a tough one. Because I'm, I'm Mr. Meet everybody, uh-huh. I'm, you know, constantly wanting to introduce you to the people that we meet. Yeah. And, and I'm sitting there thinking he isn't going to shake hands. This is going to be awkward. Yep. He's going to be a dick. Yeah, I don't think that's a dick thing, though. I just don't, I don't know if I want to, like embrace you that way why can't i have a set of that's like, all fine i just don't want to have to explain to the person i usually I'm, wait till your like hands are full or something i usually <laughs> when somebody reaches out I, here's my i'll give you one i'll give you the one but i'm not giving you two i don't understand <laughs> the guy that shakes my hand and then after we just met 30 seconds later nice to meet you and fair gives enough. me another handshake fair i will enough. literally look at them and say we've already done this fair enough we've already why do i need to do this again we've we I've already shown you I'm not packing a gun. That's the only reason why we still shake hands <laughs> is because true. you're not armed. I'm not armed. That's the reason why we do it. Well, why are we still doing this? Uh, never mind. Politeness, right? Okay. Uh, I think we got. Uh, I, I put this out on Twitter earlier today. Uh, your Bonnaroo do's and don'ts. The what underscore podcast on Twitter. Uh, I love this one because it's something that I have preached for years and years and years. Whatever you do. Don't overdo it on Wednesday. And that is such a uh, great piece of advice. All these is from Tyler Bethune, Bethune at T underscore Bethune 27. Although it's very tempting. Don't overdo it on Wednesday night. Uh, I think that goes for every night, honestly. I, I will probably punt on some other things. But as far as beer is concerned and booze, whatever you do, don't be hungover. Because no, the worst you. feeling in the world is waking up at about 7.30 or 8 o'clock in the morning and the heat has already hit hard and you are feeling terrible because you're hungover. Don't do it. One. High, high, high on my list. And, and you know, I, I like an adult beverage. So I, yeah, a lot of them. People ask me that all the time. I bet you just go up there and party and do a lot of drinking. That is the worst place in the world right. I can think of. Yep, that's right. Now, now I, I will say, I will say, I drink a lot, but it's over the course of all day. Me too. And it's and paced out properly. With a lot of water in between water. here and there. And yeah, the idea of spending a morning in the in a porta potty or even in your tent or yeah. just trying to find a place yeah. and your head is throbbing. Uh-uh. Yeah, it's not worth it. I'm and, telling uh, you, there is no safe space there. 
You're and, not going to find a safe space if you are hungover. There's nowhere that you're going to go other than the medic tent. You know, and I mean, golly, I keep thinking about all these people that are coming from a long way, and this is their first one. I know how I would be thinking. I know I would be thinking as soon as I get through that gate, party's on, I'm opening a beer, and it's going to be... Which is what we do. Which is what we do, a beer. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying is that, that when you, like all rules are, rules are off, let's go crazy... That makes for a long, horrible weekend. How about so. this? I'll go you one better. Uh, shots are a terrible idea. Yes. Don't do shots. Yeah. They, it, there are, guys, coded language here. There are better things to do. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to take shots. I swear to God, we had somebody come to camp years ago, and thank God she doesn't come back. But she was trying to get us all to do fireball shots. Yeah. Are you out of your ever-loving mind yeah no thank you you're crazy now i i will say that i pace my beer sort of like this it all starts with the bloody mary or two in the morning and then we transfer to uh very light gozas i like a very salty goza maybe uh middle of the day when it's hot or even better a a session ipa it gives me uh, the flavor that i want i drag out a drink it cold uh, and then as I go throughout the day, probably staying session IPA until the end of the night, that's when I'll hit something with a little bit of ABV. Right. Maybe then I'll get something with a higher ABV just as, and then maybe a finisher at night. Right. But that's it, right? Yeah. And I'm pacing it throughout the day over the course of 15 hours. And I'm definitely not, you know, drinking four beers a day or four beers no, an no, hour no, or no, three no. beers an hour. You're crazy if you're doing yeah, it. I'm with you. I, In fact, now that I think about it, my whole day is probably patterned out as far as like when I eat. When I do, I mean, first of all, I have to work. Mm. You know, we, we keep you forgetting do. I'm actually working. You do, yes. And so well, I, I like to work in the morning when you guys are still sleeping. So I get all my stuff done, a lot of it, and then I follow up throughout the day. But yeah, the whole thing is sort of paced out and planned out. And so for you guys that have never been, and the other thing about that, if just getting blotto drunk is mm-hmm. it's a huge place. It's yeah. easy to get turned around and get lost. Especially when you get back sober. into camp. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So if you're, you know, if you're uh, uh, messed up, then that makes it even trickier. So. Yeah. The Not saying don't have a great time. Have just a great time. Be careful. Uh, cocktails, better left at the beginning of the day for me. I don't know about anybody else's body, but a gin and tonic is very nice in, in the middle of the day. And then I'll transition to beer as I go throughout the rest of the day. I very rarely want to do a cocktail at night. I think cocktails at night are a very bad idea after I've been doing beer for eight hours. Yeah. Very yeah, bad for my body. To be aware of is what you've done, but I have to say that the uh, Moscow Mule sort of became a favorite last year. That's after, right. It's because yeah, there's a spa- there's a space backstage where there's um, uh, unlimited uh, Moscow Mules. Uh-huh. Yeah, if you can get a hold yeah. of that, highly recommend. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of food, you, th- you said something about food. I will yep. go. I mean, we've talked about the unnecessary food at camp and we'll probably get to that here in a second but i want to make something uh a do and don't do do follow the same food pattern every day and you might want to go ahead and start doing that a day or two before by that i mean don't be risky with your food choices don't go out of left field and if you've been eating hummus and pb and j sandwiches and then some pizza don't throw in some chinese food yeah no, that's a great you point. You need consistent food choices, and you know why. Yes, You know absolutely. exactly why I'm saying this. <laughs> absolutely. That's what I mean by patterns. I, my whole day is sort of planned out, and I don't eat a big meal. I don't eat a lot. I like eat 
Lots of small. Small, consistent bites throughout the day is probably the better bet. Absolutely. Yes. And um, make sure they're, uh, if I know you might be gluten intolerant, but make sure they're bread-based is probably a good idea. Stay away from fried food. I know how my body reacts, and I know how I want to stay very regular in certain ways. And I'm not going to do that if I am throwing in bizarre food choices. Now, I'm sure that Thai place is terrific. And I love Thai food. You know, I eat it three times a week. Right. I'm not throwing Thai food in in the middle of Bonnaroo when I've been eating spicy pie and hummus all day. Yeah, absolutely. And along those lines, too, we've said there's no need to bring a whole, whole lot. Don't overpack. Don't overplan, especially with the food. There's plenty of good food on site. There's a big don't. Don't bring a grill. Don't bring a grill. Don't bring a grill. You're not going to cook. You're not going to. Don't bring a bunch of food that you're going to. You're going to waste it. I promise you, you're going to waste it. Somebody on uh, Reddit had a great uh, comment. The worst food that you can bring bananas because within seconds, those things turn brown. Apples are really good. Things that are going to rot meats and stuff like that. I think you're better off. You could almost sustain yourself with a loaf of bread and a good sized jar of peanut butter. That's true. That's exactly right. And I, you know, I know this is the vegetarian in me talking about this, but I don't think it's a good idea to bring a whole bunch of ham and turkey. No, because no, you're I, not going to be able to keep it cold. Frankly, all of your ice is going to be going to beer and That's and what I was anyway. going to say is what I do and this is sort of another a tip though I'm if somebody has a better suggestion I'd like to hear it. But one of the one of my favorite things is to buy a case of water freeze it and put that in my cooler that serves as both my ice or my cooling agent and of course I drink it and I'm not a you know I'm not a big eco not a not a overly zealot about it but I don't like the idea of having all those plastic bottles I yeah, wish no. there was another way well you know we did one year we brought one of those tops of the cooler things those big yeah. jugs yeah and you can get it we get ours at Whole Foods and it's only like two dollars, three dollars. Right. Just a jug of water. Just freeze now, that. It's just well, well, no, we, I wouldn't freeze it. We didn't freeze. That would be impossible to freeze. It's one big block of ice. But well, it's, but it's it the is, frozen part that I like for for two reasons. One, yeah, that makes sense. You, you, your ice doesn't melt, and then you have soggy food. Yeah, which is what always happens in cool. Well, we talked about having that dry ice. dry ice one year. That's a bad idea. Yeah, don't do that either. I think the other thing next year is we're going to buy an ice maker. Uh, yeah, you know, we don't, we, we need an ice maker and we also don't have a Yeti. A lot of people have Yetis, but I have, I do. Do you? Similar. Well, yeah, why in the hell haven't we used well, that before? Oh, well, hello. In September. By the way, if Yeti would like to sponsor this podcast, I will take whatever products they want to send and we will love them at Can't Mutt Butter. Yeah, love them. Brought to you by Yeti. Okay. I so like yeah, that worked for Letterman. He got a Lamborghini. Hey. Yeti. Yeah. I'm just looking for a cooler here, that's guys. Same amount, that same cost. But I don't know what the answer would be for ice, and somebody might have, you're right, somebody might have a better suggestion. I understand what you're saying about, like, uh, keeping your water cold and keeping, turning your ice, turning your water bottles into ice. That's fine. You can do that. I'm just saying, like, as far as a water bottle consumption in general, we take the big jug of water yeah, and yeah. we just pour it into a our metal cup. So what I did years yeah. ago for everybody at camp, I got a metal tumbler right. and I put everybody's giant cartoon heads that's now on sticks around the camp. Uh, I put their cartoon head on a sticker and I made them all tumblers yep. and we all just drink out of the, the metal tumbler and just rinse it out every day. Right. Yeah. And I think that's great. I, the water bottle thing just works so well because it's cold. They yeah. stay frozen for the most part till I usually go home with about two or three that are still half frozen, which is pretty remarkable. That is pretty insane. 
Yeah. And how do you do that? My eyes. It just, well, part of the key, and here's another, it should be obvious. Most people probably know it, but limit the number of times you open your cooler. Every time you open that thing, you're letting all the. You sound like Denson Lee right now. That is a Denson move. It's the truth. We got a guy at camp who, every time you open the cooler, it's like there's a counter. He (laughs) keeps the number in his head because he's so irritated about the amount of times that we all go to and from the cooler. Well, look, we have 30 people at camp. The cooler is going to be open a lot. Yeah, it happens. He's, He's not wrong, though. And. We also are able to leave and go buy ice, which not a lot of people are. So. It is true. The ice prices out there are pretty ridiculous. Be, be prepared. Some. Be prepared for that. And and this is tough for us because we don't necessarily have the most general admission experience, but I would probably garner a guess that you need plenty of cash, especially for stuff like that. Like when you go to pay for a shower, can you do it via your wristband? Should be able to now. Okay. Yeah, yeah the RFID. Well, that's interesting. There's also ATMs on site. Which I wanted to point out to people. They're in Centeroo. There are a wall of ATMs. Yeah, so there is true. I, I, I never bring a lot of cash. You I probably bring 20 bucks just for an emergency, for no a cup kidding. of coffee or something. No, I can always use the card. Okay. But I haven't used the RFID, and it is an interesting idea because I don't like the idea of carrying a wallet around. That's right. I like the RFID pay, pay by my wristband because, um, number one, I hate things in my pocket. Right. And Especially when you're... Outside, hot, and walking. Right. And here's another, this trend goes right into, transitions right into one of my dues for guys. Guys, better bet or swim trunks. Yeah. And if I'm wearing swim trunks, that means I have no pockets. Right. Uh, I have one pockets for my cell phone. And of course, that's not going in my pocket. I put it in a, in a plastic bag and I put it in Nick's, you know, backpack. Yeah, the plastic bag is another great idea. Get a good Ziploc or whatever, in case it rains, in case you sweat, whatever. It's good to keep your phone in there. Uh, or if it uh, gets dropped into a porta potty, uh, which happens <laughs> as happens. Which, just... by the way, did you notice any porta potties last year? Pardon? Pardon? Th- there's no porta potties la- last year. Yeah, there were. In Cineru? Oh, in Cineru. I thought they were under the uh, tent area. I guess no, they got rid of all. Yeah, because of, of the of the flushables. I didn't. I didn't. It didn't dawn on me. Yeah. So the only. I hate to tell you this, but where we camp, nothing but porta potties, right. and they are the least attended to porta. I'm. I'm probably pretty sure they're just now getting around to cleaning them. They're so under cleaned. It's insane. Well, you know, we're talking about patterns. I've some people can identify animals or whatever by their sounds. I now recognize the sound of the truck that comes around and cleans the porta potties. Oh, the sound is what gets uh-huh. you. Oh, like, not oh, the smell. Give it ten minutes, and then <laughs> yeah. I'm going back over there. Yeah, it's yeah, it's you. not not fun. But I, I know the porta potties still exist in in the campgrounds. Camping areas, but sure. yeah, in Centeroo, they've gotten rid of all of those. I I didn't notice. I thought they were under the um, the big area by the the other stage. No, those are all. I thought okay. those are those are flushables now. No. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you I, might be right. I, I missed it. You might. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm sort of blanking too. By the way, what is this thing that they're doing at the map? You know, we've we've got a little bit of news. And the first piece of news this week was that yes, the the rumors were true that they are damn near close to a sellout. Yep. And you got to imagine that's because of fish. I think uh, it's because uh, of the what podcast. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Well. And and as I was told, somebody by, tell tell somebody tell you the Yeti cooler people that. I, I was told by someone at AC Entertainment it was because of the What Podcast and mm. because our campmate Mike Dewar isn't going to be there this year. Okay. <laughs> Makes more room for everybody else. No, they're all they're closer to a sellout than they yeah. probably have ever been. I think you're right, Fish probably. And, I, you know, the buzz that we've heard since the lineup was announced has been 
mostly positive. I mean, I think it's, I think people are not just that, but I think the, the fan experiences, as we have talked about, it's not just us. I think mm-hmm. people recognize that there's more to it than just the lineup and it's a fun place to and can And can we say that I would, uh, I'm also going to go on a limb and say the 100,000 number is not correct. Yeah. No, because now, then we don't know what the exact number is for a sellout. Correct. It but, used to be 80,000. Right. And with the adjustments of the last three or four years, I, I don't know. I didn't ask that specifically. I will. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we don't know. I don't. I, I, I just be, know that it's close to sell out. What that cap is, I don't know for 2019. Yeah, I would be. Maybe I'm going back. I try talking out of both sides of my mouth here. I just don't see 20,000 non-paying people between vendors, media, staff, volunteers. I don't think that that number equates to 20,000. Well, I don't know. Volunteers, I think, was around 2,500. Yeah, okay. Uh, so it could be close. To be honest, before Live Nation bought it, that number grew because basically every friend of certain people right. got in. Yeah. So there was there was a lot. And I know Live Nation kind of put a I sort of, of thought though to some of that. Didn't we get like a nod and a wink insert person here that the sellout number actually has gone down? That's what I was meant earlier. I don't know what the number is. Okay. See, for uh, some reason, I thought that they took the the sellout number from eighty five to like seventy. Could be. Could be. Um, I know that during that discussion that you're talking about was around the time that the boutique festivals were coming into being the ten thousand, the whatever, and mm-hmm. and there and you know, Forecastle is what forty or forty two thousand, mm-hmm. something like that. So there was discussion that talk that we were having was the idea that maybe smaller is better do it right mm-hmm. you know make sure the fan experience is is good yeah with all of these vip and all the things that they've added yeah so with that all being said i we don't know the exact sellout number i don't think it's still 85k but even if it was i don't know if that would equate to a hundred thousand people uh, either way, it's going to be much more full than it was in years past, which means they're sure. going to move that hill back to where it originally was. <laughs> their hill will be further back this year. Just watch. They're up there moving that hill right now, which, by the way, I can't believe we've gone this with this long without talking about them burning the arch. You know, that happened this week as well. Yeah, uh, and I had people who don't know much about Bonnaroo, and they don't. That's fine. They They thought there was like vandalism or no. that Bonnaroo was never going to happen and they were canceling Bonnaroo. Like yeah, I got yeah. panicked text messages from people who just didn't understand what was happening. Right. I got to imagine that that thing was damn near about to fall down when they went to maybe construct whatever the design was this year. My understanding, and this is secondhand, so I don't, they burned it on purpose and they're going to rebuild it probably with some sort of LED, you know, uh, screen or something on it. But oh my, man, I hope not. My thinking is my th- what I've understood is they got there and it had deteriorated. It's what, 15 years old, 16 right. years old, to the point that it allowed wasps and spiders oh. to overrun it. Okay. That's why they burned it. Yikes. To get rid of To get rid of the- Just easier to burn it down and rebuild than- Well, to, yeah. I mean, we were talking about this with one of our uh, campmates. There's only a few permanent structures in that, right. in that space, the wet stage sort of framework- the arch, the the, the, the the fountain and the posts that say this, that, and the other. Right. And that's about it. So the witch stage is not even a permanent structure, or is it? I don't think so. And I do wonder about the, the tents, as they're called, this, that, and the other. I don't know if those stay up or not. No, no, no. They take them down. They, so, okay. Yeah. Yeah, they're up there right now. Uh, in fact, we'll have a special guest next week. We want to keep it a surprise or 
I don't. I don't think I even know this. The, the guy who paints the the uh, fountain. Oh, really? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. We're gonna oh, get no him. Kidding. We're gonna talk to him this week. Oh, that's fun. He's up there right now painting the new design on the. Fountain. Really? Yeah. That's, that's gonna be kind of awesome. cool, huh? When is it? So he's doing it right now. Yeah. How many days does it take him to do it? Well, that's one of the things we'll have to ask. Hmm. I know. I, I kind of uh, want to just drive over there and check it out. Maybe we can do that. Yeah. I mean, on site. If he's if he's if he's doing it right now. That'd be cool. I mean, I don't think that we're allowed on. I don't think that you just, the general public can just walk around and, and jump in because I think they fence it off. Do they not? I, no, they can't. How they, How could they? I don't know. I thought that they did. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I mean, either. It's worth I, a phone call. So there's only there's only a few people that I know that have actually taken the time to drive to Bonnaroo. Brian Stone. Yep. Uh, and Brian Stone. <laughs> and he Brian just loves Stone. it. He just likes just going there and just like looking at the empty space. He usually goes this time of year by himself, wanders around, and then he goes. And stays there. For a few weeks. Yeah. And then he, well, then he goes, uh, well, he'll go up with us Wednesday, and he, he likes to do the walkabout. Yeah. So. All right. So uh, the other piece of news was you got the, the attendance, you got the arch, and then I thought there's another piece of news. We the map you would start. Oh, yeah, the map. That. That's what I was going to talk about. Yeah. Is there some sort of like hide and go seek thing going on with the map? I don't Are know. they doing some sort of like treasure hunt with this map? I have not seen it, but I'm reading all kinds of stuff about like what's going on about like certain trinkets or uh, Easter eggs that they're putting on the map. I got the news release, but I didn't read it to be honest. So I don't know. Okay. Makes sense. Doesn't it? Yeah. could be kind of fun. I mean, my bet is you're going to follow and try to do a scavenger hunt. And they'll give you a VIP upgrade. I should do that for you for a camp. You really want I'll me out of camp, don't you? And <laughs> <laughs> give me a different camp. One you? of the funniest things I ever heard, a buddy of mine uh, had like three or four kids in a row. So they were all under six or seven or whatever. To keep them entertained, he would throw nine dimes out in the yard and tell them there were 10. Okay. <laughs> I just Boy, think it's genius. They are a sucker for one dollar, aren't they? A sucker for a dollar. <laughs> it probably got more valuable as they got older, but I think that's genius. And more do's and don'ts for uh, Bonnaroo Weekend. You can uh, share yours at the what underscore podcast on Twitter. I saw something a couple of years ago that blew my mind. And it wasn't such a big deal because it was the year that the attendance is really, really low. Uh, but <laughs> I can't imagine this going well this year if it's really uh, close to being a, sell- a sellout and eighty to hundred thousand people. Don't bring your own lawn chair. No, yeah. there was a guy in the pit that I swear to God opened up a lawn chair and sat right down in front of me at the Jay Z show. That's pretty cheeky. They're not. It wasn't Jay Z. I can't remember who it was. I, it not was even not supposed Jay-Z. to be able to bring chairs into Centeru. Um, Can you not? No, you're not. Supposed well, how to. in the hell did he do it? I don't know. Okay. All right. But that's, yeah. Well, if that, that's the case, then the, the, the don't is, you know, inc- inconsequential. Yeah, but this guy straight up brought a lawn chair and sat down right in front of me. <laughs> that's things for your tent uh, sleeping. Okay. Like, for example, for the first 10 years, the idea of having long sleeves or long pants was just an inconceivable. The last three or four years, it's gotten cold. Okay. So that was part of my list. Be weather ready. Be weather ready. And At night, is, it gets cold. It does. It has gotten cold. It does Barry cold. is under a blanket every night waiting for the kids to come home. That's exactly right. That's how cold he is. I have slept in a hoodie before. Me too. I, I remember uh, one of our Bill Lockhart, one of our local radio guys. We we joked about it. He he said he got up and got in his car and found like old long sleeve t shirts to put on his legs. It had wow. gotten so cold. Well, he is a thin man. Yeah, it's just funny. Um, <laughs> But I also bring earplugs, those little foam ones for sleeping. Mm-hmm. Uh, I It's weird, but I like it. Mm-hmm. I don't do it any other time of the year. But it's, especially with the calliope 
stage being so close to us now. That's mm-hmm. one. Um, Again, Calliope or Calliope? Uh, it's Calliope. Okay, if you say so. If you say so. I've, I've raised my hand and counted to three. It's Calliope. Okay. <laughs> I also, and this is one of those uh, maybe inside, you know, too much information, but I keep a wide mouth, and that's key, wide mouth uh, jug. What's her name? Yeah. In, in the tent, uh, so I don't have to get up and go find a porta potty at two in really? the morning. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. That's you, wait, wait a second. One of the best things ever. So I'm five feet away from yeah. a jug of your own pee? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you which one either. <laughs> <laughs> I I think that uh, campsite uh, rules and do's and don'ts are really important uh, because uh, there is something that I absolutely am going to preach uh, to everyone. And I don't care if you if you have it in you or you don't. Be crafty, please. Be crafty. Make camp fun. Make camp something. Don't just show up. And I'm telling you this. Put forth the effort. Yeah, yeah. Don't just show up with a tent and a pop up. Don't just show up with, you know, some some things to hang off the side of the tent to keep the shade. Make camp fun. I saw somebody on Reddit is is making a just a load of bracelets. That's yeah. awesome. She's just going to give them away. Yeah. Uh, make a totem. Get with your friends and make something fun. Do something crafty. Yeah, give it a name. Yeah, do something with camp or something that 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 makes you feel like you're part of this experience. Don't just show up with a tent and a pop-up, please. And to add to that, I've got my very first one is don't go to Dick Sporting or REI or whatever and buy everything. You don't need the latest, greatest. But you do need, I think, tarps. You need paracord. Mm-hmm. You need bungee cords, the kind with the hooks, and, and maybe zip ties. Mm-hmm. And You need a lot of zip ties. If you're world. going with a lot of people, not everyone has to bring all of that. Just make sure somebody has it. Like Denson, you know, he's laughing about Den- Denson is a camper and a hunter and fisherman and all that. So he's got he's, everything on the utility belt that you could ever imagine. Yeah, he's got it, and if he doesn't, I usually do. Um, a rubber oh, mallet for driving straight stakes into the ground. This is a great, another good do. Find someone old at camp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have and a camp way, Whatever you have to do. <laughs> no, think the rubber mallet is a good idea. And quickly back to the clothes. Mm-hmm. You don't bring them, but I saw this a couple of years ago. You can go to wherever, Walmart, whatever, and for like $12, get rubber boots. No, 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 no. Ugly rubber. They're the best. I know. Thing I do. I do have a pair. Okay. Um, I The only time, the only reason I have not brought them is because one time I uh, looked into it and there was a spider. And yeah. I immediately threw them away, yeah, and I haven't, haven't got, had to. Yeah, I had them last year. It rained that Sunday morning, as we know, and it puddled a little bit. And while everyone else is tiptoeing and dancing and having to walk, I'm doing straight line wherever I wanted to go. That's right. It really makes a makes a nice. That's, that's a being weather aware. That's yeah. another tip that's about being one. weather aware. But I, I like your checklist of stuff to bring to camp. Um, I don't uh, disagree with that. I feel like there's other things that you you could or should bring other than rope and 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 bungees and tarps. A, head, and a headlamp like is is a great thing. A headlamp is essential. Yeah, uh, it is so 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 important because it gets very very dark, and especially in, in we're trying to walk back to camp. Right. If you don't have a light, some sort of flashlight, uh, don't count on your phone. Don't count for whatever you do. Don't count on the flashlight on your phone uh, because it's mostly going to die. And here's a trick that I learned a few years ago about how to keep your phone from dying. 
you're going to look at your phone a lot to look at the schedule, right? You're going to open up the app. You're going to take a picture of the day's schedule and make it your lock screen on your on your cell phone. Right. Every morning, take the day's schedule, make it your lock screen, and then change it out the next day for the that certain day. It will save your battery a ton. Now, of course, right. always take an external wherever you go. Wherever you go, have maybe two external batteries wherever you go. But putting that thing on lock screen, putting the schedule on the lock screen changed my entire day. I wasn't constantly unlocking my phone. I wasn't constantly trying to open an app. I wasn't constantly looking at notes or... Look, texting's going to be tough anyway. Right. Um, I, I need a battery to text to begin with. I don't have a battery if I'm constantly opening and looking at the schedule. Yeah, the, the Wi-Fi is terrible because there's however many, however many 60,000... 100,000, whatever, they're all on their phones all the time. So yeah. the Wi-Fi is terrible. Don't count on that. And there are no better suggestions. I mean, you you can try and do WhatsApp or you try and do a local texting app. Look, it's just not going to work. It's not going to work. And nor will walkie-talkies. Whatever you do, don't get walkie-talkies. They don't work. Right. And it just bugs people that actually work there who run certain channels. Ryan. And, uh, you know, I have a festival here that I, I do in town. It's a dopey little thing. And we have walkie talkies just for a pavilion and they don't work. Right. So right. <laughs> they ain't going to work on the farm of Manchester. We haven't mentioned, um, and I didn't even have it on my list, but it, it occurs to me, the things you cannot bring, you don't bring a grill. You can't bring like gas, lighter fluid, things like that. You also cannot bring, bring glass mm-hmm. that they are pretty loose about a lot of things, mm-hmm. but glass just doesn't happen. Yeah. I've seen. I, <laughs> this would be a very tough thing for like the craft beer exchange. Yeah. Um, if you've got it, if you've got or a, your liquor, I mean, that's a lot of people will buy their liquor. I've seen guys, I've seen guys pouring water out so they could put their liquor in their, in their plastic bottles. Um, they're not going to let any kind of glass out. The other thing, the basic thing you, Brad mentioned at the very beginning, you know, have a, bring a positive attitude is just don't be an idiot. I mean, that's the, if you're going to bring illegals, do a do a good job of hiding them. Don't keep them on the dash of your car when you're going in. It's, you know, Bonnaroo has a reputation of anything goes. Not when you're going in. Yeah. Um, and I mentioned that because some idiot will do it. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I know some of the guys that are security, and it's amazing how stupid people can be. I will say, and I know that people are going to ask this, uh, so might as well just say it. I have known people that have gotten stopped and gotten their stuff taken. Absolutely. And uh, it hung. It literally happened to one of my best friends in the world, and it stunned me. I didn't know that they did that. Absolutely. But yes, they went deep through his car, and yes, they took what they wanted to take. Um, and I don't know a good answer for you, and I'm definitely not going to promote it on a podcast if I did. But right. um, it's just... Well, here's be, another factor. Be, be, be very, very... Uh, clever is all I'm saying. Here's another factor, and I don't know how it will play out, and but I think it's maybe worth mentioning, especially for a lot of people that have been before. They have a new sheriff in town. For many, many years, I've worked with Steve Graves. He Ooh. lost the election, so there's a brand new no sheriff shit. in Coffee County. Yeah, what's his deal? I don't how know. Do we know about him. I don't know, but. Uh, sheriff Graves was a very good sheriff. I'm not saying he was a. You know, How long he had been there? 
Ever, he's the only one I've ever dealt with. No kidding. And he was terrific. So the to first me. time in Bonnaroo history, there's a new, newly of. elected sheriff that I know of. Yeah, and Steve, I call him Steve. I've only ever talked to him on the phone, but I call him, you know, every Bonnaroo the day before. I call and say, "Hey, do you mind if I, you know, check with you a couple of times a day?" And he was always very accommodated. Always answered the phone. Uh, I asked him one day, one year. I remember what do you think of this festival? Cause it brings a lot of money into the Manchester coffee County area. And, and he hesitated a second and he said, well, it basically promotes every single thing that we're against. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, but you know, all in all, but he, he always it. worked. He always worked really well with the festival. He was terrific. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm like I said, um, I, I don't remember the new sheriff's name and I don't know anything about him. I'm his not name's, trying to uh, imply. His name's Chad Parton. That's it. That's all right. I'm not so, trying to imply anything. I'm just saying. Well, I don't think that you are, but I I would be. Ooh, I would love to maybe schedule a call with him. That's a good. Thought. I would love to to just pick his brain and just see take his temperature and see where he is. That's a good thought. I need to talk to him. I need to reach out. Could, I mean, I need to get the. Uh, no, it's it's essential. I mean, if you had a relationship with a sheriff for 15 years, yeah, you you yeah, absolutely. I would. Is that something we might be able to schedule before Bonnaroo in the next three weeks? I can the, try. talk to the sheriff of Coffee County. Not to not to like see what any human being can get away with, but just to see what his his value to have. this festival is. I'm just in general, we could get the mayor. Um, if not, because you know he's the mayor is usually there at the media event that we go to. That's right. I don't remember seeing him though. Yeah, was he there? He's there. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm looking through. Uh, his uh, platform on his actual website, so candidate for sheriff, who am I, why am I running? I'm, I'm just reading some of it. I mean, he doesn't say one thing about Bonnaroo. Yeah. Um, well, and I that, mean, it is, it is a cash cow for that area, so. Yeah, you'd be a fool, a total fool to start screwing up that relationship. Right. They just built you an entire sewer system. Yeah, water, everything. Yep. Okay, all right. Just well, no, letting everybody reason, know. I'm just, I, I, you stopped me dead in my tracks on this because I didn't know anything about this. I just and found out like Wednesday or Thursday. Well, when the hell was this election? I don't live in Coffee County, so. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Not abreast of the Coffee County political scene right now. <laughs> Crazy enough. Anyway, I'd, I'd love to actually talk to him and give him a shot and give him a chance and just hear what he has to say about the festival in general. I'll ask. Who knows? Maybe he's even better than the last guy because the last guy has been pretty, pretty damn good. He was great. I mean, he's a. He's a policeman. He's a very good. I don't mean to imply that he didn't do his job at all. He was just great to work with and uh, I think understood the situation and leave it and at that. By the way, um, that goes to another do. Be very, 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 very kind to the people that are working. Uh, most of them are volunteers That's and yeah, they're, get, they're getting the free, they're getting the free ticket and they're, you know. Um, they earn them. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, this is not. An easy job. No, it is not easy to sit there in the dead of heat in the middle of summer and just burn for hours and hours and hours. Yeah, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because they do 12 hour shifts. It's 12 on, 12 off, and most people at Bonnaroo, as we've talked about for a year and a half, almost two years, it are are really cool people. They're kind. Yeah, they're understanding. The the one there are two there are two types of people that are there that I would suggest I wish weren't there. Mm-hmm. The one who doesn't want to respect the volunteer, mm-hmm. you know, when they're holding up traffic to let the cars go by or whatever, thinks, eh, he's not talking to me. Mm-hmm. I'm too important. I'm just going to go on. Mm-hmm. Saw a couple of those last year, and 
Uh, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. The other is I don't like, and we mentioned it before, the people who think they have to push their way to the front of the crowd to be close to the stage after the show has already started and all that. Maybe we can end that. Okay, yeah. Right I don't here see it that, that's but if we can at least talk about it. We'll keep talking about it. Maybe maybe if you're that guy, you're realizing, man, that's not a cool thing to do. Stop doing that. I'm just, no matter how much I push, I'm just probably not going to get any further up. And where I do find a space is probably... Uh, at the expense of someone else's comfort. Who's been there for a long, long time. That's right. That's exactly right. Um, but, yeah, be be very kind to the people that are working because they are, uh, they've got a really tough gig. The other thing, too, not just the, the people that are volunteering and, and working, but spend some money. Yeah. Uh, make it worthwhile to the vendors, and not just the vendors for food. Shop at Cineru. Yeah, there's uh, some cool stuff. Those people, those people are uh, paying a good penny to be there. And I hope, I hope it's worth their while. I hope that they get something out of it because they provide a, a very nice service to the to right. the festival in and of Absolutely. itself and as a, as a whole. I saw a couple of suggestions when I was researching this earlier this morning that I kind of liked. Uh, one guy said, leave early, leave the show a little bit early to beat the crowd to getting out. That's a hard one because as he said, he missed Hey Jude. You know, he said, oh. as I'm walking away, I hear everyone nah, Who nah, nah, leaves nah. McCartney early? Yeah. So that's which raises to get to what? Yeah, I don't know. What was he trying to get to? I, I guess he just wanted to beat the crowd. That's ridiculous. I I wouldn't suggest that. I would suggest sort of getting the lay of the land. There are better vantage points to seeing a show. You'll find you'll find those out. You know, mm-hmm. left side, right side, whatever. Planning it out. That what stage? As we've talked about, getting in and getting out, it bottlenecks bad. Yeah, so it, it sucks. It, it it really really sucks. And I don't and, know why they do that. I and if you are don't. if you are somebody that has a little bit of um, claustrophobia, you hold back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, by the way, I mean maybe you do leave really early, but um, don't get stuck in that because it's gonna freak you out. Right. It'll freak you out hardcore. Yeah. It's which by the way, speaking of the way that they put around the, the put the wet together, and the reason I come back to this hill all the time, the the VIP hill that I'm convinced has moved. The one that's on rollers or something. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, there is there is nothing better than getting rid of the porta potties to the left of the wet stage, because how many years, year after year after year, the the wind would just push yeah. the smell of the porta potties. Right, I'll never forget uh, what's his Eddie Vedder looking over that pearl uh, from Pearl Jam, looking over the woo. <laughs> Little, Man, little ripe. Yeah, a little, little ripe. Oh, there's another. There's a big don't. If you do go into a porta potty, wear shoes. <laughs> I swear to God, I watched somebody walk in shoeless one time. I mean, that is just you are just covered in dysentery. If that's the case, what are you doing? So what I said about high five earlier, forget all that. See, that's why I have these problems. Chris. <laughs> Uh, speaking of dirty and not dirty, I have a rule here, and you might think that this is silly. Uh, fan of the uh, What Podcast, Barry Corder, Brad Steiner, uh, fellow Bonnaroovian. Uh, I have a rule about sex. First off, I don't think sex at music festivals, especially camping festivals, is a good idea. Good, because I'm not doing it. Okay, well, I wasn't offering. <laughs> um, but if you're going to, uh, save it for the first night or the last night. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> Either make it really, really clean or so dirty. There's really only two ends of the candle here. In the middle, there's nothing good in the middle. I got nothing to add. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back, back to camp. I got a couple ideas for camp. I've said be crafty. I said make camp special. I really do think the camp changed for us the moment I brought carpet. Carpet is key. Uh, you can buy. We went to, to Home Depot earlier today. 
You can get that really thin, thin foldable carpet. You can get uh, remnants. Yeah, you get 200 square feet of carpet for about 100 bucks, maybe even cheaper. Get carpet. It helps. It really, yeah. really does help. And here's what you do with the carpet. Once you get it out there, I'm telling you, it's going to be a mess after a day and a half. So do one of two things. Either bring a, a broom. I know it sounds silly. Right. Or get one of those, you know... Chinese restaurant vacuum cleaner. The Swiffer. I've got the Bissell. Yeah, Bissell, I, right. I finally found it, and it's it, oh, great. Yeah, it's rechargeable, right? It, it's not plugged in. Oh, you had we had one that was chargeable the one year. Did you we? It. Yeah. Oh, a dustbuster be hilarious. Heck yeah. Okay, yes, it was hilarious. Yeah, carpet's good, and even a small piece or a couple of carpet tiles, the uh, you know three foot by three foot for the entrance to your tent. Is a pretty good idea. Yes, like a welcome mat. Like a welcome mat right. to wipe your feet, and also um, the depending on where you're camping, you know the grass, the roots, tree, little small ones can be yeah. kind of tough on bare feet. So. Um, the heat's going to be bad. I suggest a lot of rags, washcloths. The reason I say that is because you can take them, dip it in the cooler, put it on your neck. Uh, Supposedly, bring, bring someone asked me that. I guess now it's probably Yeti. They seem to have invented everything, but they they sell these things now that you can freeze and put around your neck. Can you really get wet? Yeah, they're they're probably you won't get wet. They can they get wet. Okay, get cold water. Okay, uh, to keep around the back of your neck. Yep, you need that. Um, I would also a bandana is good for both sweaty hair or breathing if it does get dusty. And my biggest, I'm gonna save the biggest for last. My my biggest do 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 do. Does it involve do do? Uh, sort of. I thought so. Um, baby powder. Yeah, Two lucky words. But I'm telling you, I didn't. I was not a guy who was ever going to be powdering myself. But boy, did that change my life! It is essential. It is the most essential thing that you bring as a guy. And I don't. I mean, maybe even women too. Uh, the women in our campsite don't necessarily ever seem to, to use it, but it is a lifesaver. There are two things I've always said that will ruin your Bonnaroo experience. Being hungover and <clears throat> not being able to walk. Chafing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It, the other thing, and this seems kind of weird maybe, um, a lot of people use hand sanitizers, which is probably, Oh, that sounds like it would burn like a well, son I don't of mean it. for that. No, oh, I meant okay. for washing your hands, actually. <laughs> I did that one year exclusively, I think. Nothing but hand sanity? I th- well, I washed a hand with water whenever I could, but I I thought, this was several years ago, I thought the hand sanitizer did the, and when I left the site, I stopped at a McDonald's or something to get a Coke and went in the bathroom and washed my hands and was stunned at the gunk, the yeah. brown. Yeah, just, I don't want that. I don't like hand sanitizer, man. I like hand sanitizer. I don't like it either. That's when my I'm, point. When I'm in Centeru, it's a nice little fresh up. Right. But when I'm at camp, I want wipes. I want a wipes big are, jug wipes. of wipes. Baby wipes are great for a lot of things. Wiping your feet if it gets dusty in your tent. Yeah. You know, if, I know you like to shower, but those they're good for in there. They're good for your hands. But I also get, like you you said, you're the big two gallon of water or whatever. And I use that to brush my teeth and wash my hands. Yeah. And bring actual soap. So Yeah, so I, have a, little, I, have, a, I have a thing about, so I get a little uh, a jug and I just pour some water in. I, uh, yeah, the special the cup that you bought. I have one special cup. Yeah, it's the <laughs> dumbest thing I've ever bought, but it's my toothbrush cup. And I swish it around and dump it, put some more water in, swish it around, and I'm done. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that's another thing, too. Um, I know I know this sounds a little um, diva-ish, but it's stuff like this that makes the experience a little bit easier for you. 
man, mouthwash is great. Yeah. And like, I don't like feeling gunky or that I smell bad. And if I can figure out little ways to 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 make uh, myself at least feel better, that's wipes in certain spots, that's keeping my feet clean, that's uh, washing my mouth out, just to you know. And again, you don't have to go to REI to get all this. Walmart has an entire two rows dedicated to the one and two dollar, the travel size stuff. You mm-hmm. can get the travel size shampoos, soaps, mm-hmm. toothbrushes, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. I think I usually go every year and I might spend 15 bucks. Mm-hmm. And usually now I have it built up, so I just bring the same stuff. You, do you, know, you suggest like, a... Um uh, funky outfits. Are you a, are you a, a silly outfit kind of guy? No. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no. But you're you're going to what on that? What is it? The uh, Ratchet Sunday. Party? Yeah, Ratchet Sunday. Hey, Ratchet Sunday. <laughs> I'm gonna have a cut off T-shirt and uh, booty shorts. And that's glitter. me. Oh, that's the other thing. Oh, that's this was actually from Brad Girl uh, from our campsite. She had a, a Bonnaroo don't. Glitter is very bad for the environment. It's actually terrible for the environment. And you do what you want to do with glitter. I'm telling you, here's my public service announcement. Glitter is terrible for the environment. I like it. That's a good thought. Um, All right. So I'm sure there are a ton more that we could do. I mean, I could probably keep going um, because I really, really like this topic. I really love just... Uh, shoot well, the shit about Bonnaroo because right about now these are these are the things that are trying uh, yeah, to that activate was, your brain. I keep thinking going back to my the first year that my daughter went, she had a couple of friends and man, and I did it too. I I over obsessed before going to that first one, but these two guys obsessed. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had lists about making lists about lists of what to bring and Oof. what not to bring, and and I I I want to say when it was over, they both said. 50% of what they brought, they would have left at home. Yep, that's right. Um, and a lot of that was food. Uh, they they ended up spending a lot of money. And I don't know how to deal with this one because we don't really camp in general camping, but they they offer taxi rides, basically, if yeah. your campsite is way, way out there, so mm-hmm. you are going to need cash for that. I know they ended up spending a lot of money on those rides. Did they really? And I don't, I don't know if they would say they wasted it or they were glad they did it. I don't know. I'm just sort of putting it out there for folks mm-hmm. to be aware that you might you might need that cash. You know, I'll be honest it's a with long you. Walk. Why in the world would Bird or Lime not have a load of scooters for you to scoot scoot around GA? I don't know. Wouldn't that be an amazing thing for Bird to sponsor, getting you to and from your your campsite? Or even bikes like we have here, where you take one, leave one. The bike share. Bike share. Yeah. You know, ride. Why am I just home. now thinking about this? Hey, Bird. No, hey, Lyme. We've got a money maker. Here. Oh, my God. Isn't Lyft, is Lyft sponsors every music festival in the country? They've got their own scooter line that that you can get in Atlanta. Why don't you just bring some electric scooters and help people get to and from camp? That would be amazing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's why I say I'm just bringing it up. Maybe, maybe they have the, thought about it. I maybe because the roads are too uneven? They're pretty pretty lumpy. Yeah. Maybe. But that's the kind of thing they fix. I don't think they were as bad last year. Yeah, I don't remember. I was uh, I wasn't paying attention yeah, to road right. quality. <laughs> right, right. All right. Uh, what else? Anything else? Uh, like you said, we could probably do this all day long. Yeah, I'm, I'm throwing, sure I, people have. Every campsite is different, so people probably have their own suggestions. Yeah, we didn't even we, get into like the do's and don'ts about shows. Like, for instance, 
Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. D- don't forget don't, the idea you're going to see everything that's yeah, on your list. Don't be beholden to a schedule. Just go with whatever feels right um, in the moment. You know, there are certain places, and you can go back to our picks if you want to, to go through some of the lineups and some of the things that we like. I think there are certain moments that you're going to find um, that you probably would want to go to and specifically uh, build your day around, but don't get beholden to doing eight shows a day. You're, you're just going to get lost in a schedule. Well, I was going to say the other, the the ones I, because I get in the photo pit, which means I literally am, my shoulders are to the stage for the first three songs. I'll talk to the people along the rail there. And every year, Brad, there are people for the 930 main headlining show that night that have been there since the gates opened at 10 that morning. Yeah. They literally, and you know, bathrooms. I'm like, how do you, what did you do? What'd you eat? The jug rule. The jug rule. How do you, you, how are you hydrating? Cause you can't leave. You leave, you lose your spot. Yeah. That's not me. That's not me. There's not anybody in this world that I want to see bad enough that I'm going to stand in one place for 10 hours. And I don't mean to be a jerk about this, but are you that big of a post Malone fan? Nobody. Man, I mean, I mean that I mean, takes anybody. a lot of dedication, and you're right. There's, there's, I want to go out amongst them, as my uncle would say. I want to go live. I want to go experience things. I don't want to be beholden to a rail Mm-mm. for ten hours. That sounds miserable. With sunscreen, all that stuff. Bring a hat, all that stuff. No, 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 no hats going on the money maker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, just prepare for be prepare for all kinds of weather is probably the one thing if you burn easily it's going to be hot it literally is a open field it's yeah. a farm and it's, it's tennessee in the summer it is very very hot yeah. and here's the other thing uh and i've said this forever my bonnaroo experience changed the year that i stopped caring so much when i just yeah. let go and i let go of my schedule i let go of my germophobia i let go of the things that 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 hold me back once you let go of all of that and just let the experience be the experience Everything will change. You don't have the time of your life. And if you've never been again, the Bonnaroo attitude is real. The smile, be nice, be kind is very, very real. You are going to feel it. You're going to experience it. And if I hope if you're not that type of person, Mm -hmm. typically you become that person for for these four days because that is real and, and you need to expect it. You need to. You need to live it, and you need to expect it from others. Or Share your with your neighbors. Is, or else your Bonnaroo is not going to be yeah. what it could be. Right. All right. We'll see you next week. There you go. Hey, 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 hey. How y'all feeling? Journey through the stories that define the artists playing Bonnaroo. Who are they? What are they? What will you see? The what? Which bands? This year, that matter. Yay. With Brad Steiner and Barry Corner. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.